frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft. Join us as we are going to be doing it through and sipping last time we talk Sopranos, right? They just are so chilled and they just start pure cool, man. So, I, to be fair though, Stephen, you're knowing the fucking Sopranos, so I bet just do it normally, please. And it's the intro, so shut the fuck up. Welcome to Football Daft, the Daft Scottish Football Podcast around. My name's Stephen Burden. Let's welcome the team, man. How are you doing, mate? First a man who continues on his quest to become the next Brian May. She's no guitar. Gredo, how you doing, mate? You right? What's happening, mate? I'm just playing a really guitar, man. I've learned a couple of... I'm still kind of trying to perfect that stereophonic song. Um, and Aye. I've just been kind of... You're just kind of chilling, playing a guitar and that, smoking fags and everything. Maybe you're selling, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I like this idea, mate. I think this I've is just, the best intro ever. I think this is what we should be doing. I've just, I've just been listening to Tonks and Tranos, man. I think we need to change our style a wee bit on the podcast, mate. Just be a bit more laid back. Aye, mere kind of, mere kind of, less, less backstreet boys, mere fugies, that kind of idea. Aye, aye. <laughs> I, I, I tell you who's not going to be Nate laid back. I know. And you're about to yeah. introduce. Now, now I'm going to go up a few octaves because I'm a wee bit excited to introduce this boy. Right, a man who this week constructed a decker out of old pallets and has come out of his sick bed slash Champions League exit bed. It is now Chris Toll. How are you, my man? How are you doing, Toll? I'm no little lads. I'm I sure bet I'm you fucking know. Listen, I'm I'm genuinely only. <laughs> I'm genuinely. I'm only here to take a flight because if I hadn't turned up the day, questions would have been asked, man. Alright, so mate, let let let's just get right to it, man. Let's get right uh, in it. Let's get right to yeah. it. Right. You're not you're not feeling well, right? You've made your dating and all that, right? We've covered all that. What the fuck happened last night? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just sitting there thinking. I was just sitting there thinking. No, I mean, you know, some, I'm a big day for football yesterday. First, they fucking pumped <laughs> Sky Sports football. They've pumped Charlie Nicholas, Phil Thompson, Matt Leticia. Then Celtic get pumped out of Europe. What a fucking day. Listen, I, this is a fucking shambles. Now, you two lads. And John, you as well, you as well back here. See the minute that that team was announced, what did that say? He did, to be fair to the listeners out there. We've got a group chat. Chris Toll, seen the line-up. He came in the group chat and he says, lads, we're getting put out tonight. Fair play, you did. You did say that, mate. It was an absolute fucking certainty. See when you've got two strikers sitting on the bench and a fucking midfielder up front. It's like fucking Craig Levine. It's like Craig Levine. Shit, remember he fucking never played any last little strike for Scotland. Honest to God, and then we turn like we go out today and we buy a fucking a fucking motherboard player. Is he oh, going to play half Christie up front? <coughs> Listen, see Ryan Christie, get him on the first bus to fuck. I'm telling you, the lot of them, man, they're a bunch of fucking. There's no man of them played for that jersey last night. But, but to, to, I'm just going to cut you off. Sorry, I know you're you're ranting, but you've just you've just buried Neil Lennon for his tactics. Now you're going to the players. What one is it? Is it the players, the manager, or is it both? No, it's it's both because right. Neil Lennon's come out and he's no played a yeti and he's no played Clamara, right? Which immediately tells a yeti. Me, it was a yeti. <laughs> I was going. To, I was I'm laughing at Andy but, Walker was in Sky Sports. I saw that, mate. Somebody quit. <laughs> 
Something a yeti on the bench. Is that not again self and safety having a yeti on the bench? <laughs> he's like, I mean, he's he's went he's went with Christie up front, and obviously he's got a yeti on the bench, and he doesn't trust. <laughs> It's not he doesn't. I wouldn't trust a yeti on the pitch right off. <laughs> no, it's not that he doesn't trust him. He's no fit. Right? He's still out. Clamara. What about Clamara? That's the one. He clearly doesn't trust Clamara. Right? And I'm seeing. I, I think it was Tom McManus came out today and said if he was Clamara, he'd be in his office asking for a transfer. And I tell you what, it's not often I fucking agree with Tom McManus. But he's absolutely fucking spot on there. Lennon carries the can for this one, but the players, the players that he puts out, should be able to beat that team last night. So I'm confident that I could get a team together that could beat that fucking team last night. What players want to leave? Do you think? I've seen Lennon on his on his interview saying there's players in the dressing room that don't want to be here and it's annoying me. Who do you think? Well, I'll tell you what, Stevie. See if the players, if he's get, if players have told him and he knows that these players don't want to be there, why is he fucking playing them? It's a fair point. I don't know. Maybe point. maybe Kamara is one of them. Maybe that's why he didn't play him. Well, maybe I. Well, you might be right. Maybe, but I, mean, I don't know. I mean, At the end of the day, he's cost us in the. In fact, not just him. Like you see, in the last, I think in the last ten years or something, like that, we've had we've had eight Champions League qualifiers, and we've only made the Champions League twice. I think. Right, that's mm. not good enough. And people are like, oh, Celtic shouldn't need to go through. Quali- uh, four rounds of qualifying. Why not? Because we're obviously no fucking good enough to get through the four rounds of qualifying, right? I, I just I don't understand. Like, and there's people coming out the day slagging Peter Lawwell. Let's just get fucking nothing to do with Lawwell. Lawwell's good winning nine million to spend on two fucking strikers. Okay, well, I'm the bench. Exactly. He's sitting on the bench in the most important games of your season. Mm-hmm. Told, told, do you want to know what the problem is? I'm sorry for cutting you after no, right? No, no, but the problem is Celtic are too preoccupied with fucking ten in a row. And I'm telling you this now. See if fucking they're not going to. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised now if we lose a few players, don't get adequate replacements, and then fucking Rangers going win the league. And that I, I know it's I'll, I'll get fucking pelters for it, but I'm sorry. The for the management. All the way right down, man. I mean, James Forrest, come on. Fucking hell, how many times have I said that already in the past few weeks? That cunt's a fucking chancer. Right, he's a chancer. Toll, toll, toll. I mean, this is affecting your health here. I'm getting worried about you, mate. You're looking... I mean, you look like a bag of shit. You look as if you're... That's the game. Drink a juice. That's what I was going to tell you today, mate. Get yourself a wee drink of juice in you. Right, when you go. Hey, James Forrest... <laughs> Fucking Frimpong done more when he came on last night in 10 minutes than Forrest's done the rest of this season. It's a disaster. Stevie, I'm 30 seconds after you, Charlie Nicholas. I'm not even joking, mate. Honestly. Fucking, um, oh, man. But, do you know what? Fuck it. Sign, all right, I'm saying that we signed a Marlowe player, but David Turnbull's a good player. Right, um, if... If we're able to maybe offload it, Roderick's obviously knowing any plans at all. He's going to leave. Where does this leave Edward? Right, the transfer window's open to October. Say a Premier League team comes in for him for doing South, right? Say, I don't know, a foreign team that can give him Champions League football. Where, I mean, you can't blame the guy, no? No, do you know, no absolutely not. Absolutely not. But do you know what? It looks like Mr. Dembele might be going to Barcelona, right? 
with Larson, and that's not a crystal rumor mill thing. That's a, that's apparently going to be happening, right? Fucking, I'll bet you Leon come in for Edward, right? Think so. Aye, I'll bet you they do. And if they, I, I can see he's accepting twenty million for him, and I know we should be looking for more. But see the amount of money that we lost last night in ninety minutes. They've got to make it back somehow, haven't they? And unfortunately, it always lands in the playing staff, and then it's the fans that need to put up with the fucking dross that gets brought in to replace them. Chris, it's just, it's so destroying. Chris, can I ask you a question? Do you put, like, because that's two seasons now that Lens, you know, you had coach last year, and then obviously Fenris Farros this season. Do you put the loss of potentially 60 million at Neil Lennon's doorstep? Not entirely, John. You can't blame it entirely on him, what I said. That team that he put out last night should still have beat Ferenc Faros. It's not laughing your pricks, right? But, lads, I'm going to need a boost, man. I'm fucked. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Too, come on. You, I mean, you, we've got this big interview with Marco Negri today. Come on. Surely an interview with, with, with Marco Negri, that's... Hey, I'm sorry, lads. Do you know what? See, after yesterday, I can't listen to somebody that scored 150 million goals before Christmas for Rangers. I can't. It's just no. It's no. Right. I've no got it in me. Right, okay, don't mate. Well, which, which your plans for? No, hold on. Which your plans for the rest of the day, mate? Just I'm, gonna... I'm gonna have a bath, a roasting hot bath, and <laughs> fuck up, man. You get all of it. <laughs> you man, you're fucking pushing yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna have a bath. <laughs> you can't no get fucking COVID by you, mate. No, look, look, no, we, me, me, um, Bob, um, John, the rest of the team at football, Daff. Um, we do wish you a, a, a very speedy recovery, Tom, my man. <laughs> Thanks very much, lads. Right. Take care. Right. Take Cheers, Tom, mate. Cheers later. Bye-bye. 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 Bye, Chris. Bye. Well, that was Chris Toll, ladies and gentlemen. If you're still listening to that, he's... We hope he gets better soon. Uh, <laughs> he's not a happy, happy, happy Celtic fan today, but his health's the most important thing. I just hope he picks up. Just what about man. Messi? <laughs> 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 oh, that's brilliant, man. No, that's cool. Anyway, Messi, I would you think? I, I don't know, mate. I mean, could, run he, out of town? could could he oust Brandon Barker for the team? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It is really interesting, man. I get it's, it's funny, man, because I'm oh, I'm a daft day, man. Somebody on one of the Rangers face, Facebook pages shared <laughs> shared a thing with the, the Rangers logo and, and amongst all the other logos of the teams that they might go and I'm going, holy fuck, man, check that. Is, is that actually folk are thinking about? And I realised it was fucking a Photoshop and I got bammed up, man, so I felt <laughs> well done. Well, Jake, he's got to go. Mate, you can I don't know these things, mate. I, man City. Man City. <laughs> fuck, I don't know, mate. What's the deal? I don't... I don't I, what do you I think? Go, I think he'll end up at Man City or PSG. Right, right. Can you imagine if he ends up at Juventus with an Aldo? I'm in an Aldo together. Imagine mm-hmm. that. But did they go on in real life? Did they talk to man there? I think they've got a mutual respect. I don't think they've ever really crossed paths. I don't think they look like the type that are pals outside of football. So, mm. but, I mean, but I don't imagine Ronaldo and they're professional enough to go on, wouldn't they? Do you have got channel like fucking Snapchat or that? No. <laughs> nah, I think so. But, I, anyway, so I, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I, I, is he? De- I mean, is he definitely? Is that him? Bye, bye with Barca. No, I think it's going to rumble on for a while, man. It could end up in court because they're saying he's trying to activate a release clause that he had for the end of the season. But Barca are now saying 
end of the season has came and went and they're now in a pre-season so they're kind of saying you've missed your chance basically to go and they're saying he's staying but he's like ah, I want to go I think that's right John isn't it yeah that's, that's spot yeah, on yeah, yeah. so it could go to the court of arbitration so it could get very, it could get very messy and there's all sorts of talk of <laughs> Royce causes and but who knows who knows oh what about the Scotland squad this week eh? big London Knights it goes to Scotland over Australia and you've got Robbie McCrory for Livy, get his first call-up, but do you think you're at, mate, eh? It's interesting to see Robbie McCrory getting a call-up. Um, uh, I think John McLaughlin, he, he got called up as well. Yeah. I didn't I even know he was Scottish. Scottish. I didn't even know he, I didn't even fucking know that. I didn't even know John McLaughlin was Scottish. Hey, see, this is, ah, see, this is why I don't like this. <laughs> John McLaughlin. What did you think he, he was? Brazilian. He's, he's, he's got an English accent. He's got an English accent, but he's yeah, to be honest with you, I feel bad, man, but see, international football, nah. I get pissed off when it comes up. I just kind of get into it. I wish I could get it. It puts me in a bad mood, and I, the way I treat an international break with the old football calendar now is I just turn around and go out and message you about a day something this weekend. Mm-hmm. Aye. That's, I, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people feel like that now because Scotland have just let you down so many times, and you sit and you watch a Scotland game and you just go... I mean, it's the same with your club side, don't say that, but, I mean, Scotland, it just breaks your heart even more. Yeah, but it's you interesting. You know what's excited me a wee bit? Lyndon Dykes. Mm-hmm. That's excited me a wee bit. I think, he's, I think he's a very good player, man. I think he's decent. I think he's got a lot of potential. No, but, John, it is interesting to hear somebody that's not a, an old fan fan to say, look, they're scunnered with international breaks as well. Is that the deal? You are, like... No, it's not scunnered with international breaks. It's mm. not scunnered, but, like, everyone, I think everyone's just got fatigue with Scotland. It's just like... Wow. You know, we've been here now, you know, going round in circles for the last 12 years with Scotland, you know, getting so close and then fucking it up, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just like, when's the next fuck up going to come? Mm-hmm. We've got great players and that's the problem. It's so frustrating. You've got world-class players in that team now. You've got Andy Robertson, you've got Keen Tierney. You know, you look at the abundance of midfielders that we have. It's just, you're missing centre-halves and strikers, which we used to have loads of. And now we're not I think like Lyndon Dykes, I think, might make a difference a day. I think he'll give you something that we've not had for a while. Do you know what is I mean? he better than McBurney, though? Is he better than McBurney? Aye. Aye. Mate, I'm better than McBurney. Well. Mate, I think McBurney, he, his talents lie on Twitter when you're up Celtic fans. <laughs> He's good at that. He's good at that, is good at that, man. I'm telling mm. you. I don't rate McBurney at all, man. I really don't. I mean, Mike, there's... I mean there's very few strikers to choose between, but I, th- I mean, I, I'm I, like you say, I'm excited about seeing London Dykes playing up front for Scotland, especially if he's going to have the supply for midfield with the mid- good midfielders that we have, you know. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, right. you know, but it's playing at his strengths as well. If you're going to play him, you need to play at his strengths. Yes. So on the show today, we welcome a man who became an enigma at Rangers after scoring 33 goals before Christmas in his first season. He then barely kicked a ball in the remaining years of his contract before returning to Italy. I see the Soprano styles kind of went away then, I. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. <coughs> sorry, mate. So on the show today, we welcome a man who <laughs> Rangers after scoring 33 goals before Christmas. We've got Marco Negri on. Come on. Hey, hey, hey. I'm keeping the Sopranos. Right, sorry. He then barely kicked a ball in the remaining years of his contract before returning to Italy. It's Marco Negri. And it's Grado's turn on the Legends Lottery. And after getting Rob McLean a few weeks back, we're hopeful we can get somebody on this week. But Grado, I'm not holding it hope here. Ah, it's no fucking looking good, Troops. Um. 
<clears throat> I don't have got somebody that I, I, I was possibly going to get I'll, on. I'll, 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 I'll save it. Right, get okay, right. okay. Just keep trying so we've got time, right? On the big question, what's the best football chant you've ever heard? And, good, it's three week, and it's a three-week roll over on the pro, don't interrupt me, mate. It's a three-week roll over on the pro set playoff, meaning there are three crates of beer to be won. At this point, we'd usually go to Chris Toll's room, I'm but Chris Toll is in his bed, not well, with some sort of flu-like symptoms and Celtic like getting pumped up the Champions League symptoms. So now it is Grado who's going to take over with the rumour mill. Grado, what's happening? Right, well, since we heard the very sad news yesterday that uh, Charlie Nicholas is, uh, has been released via Sky Sports News contract, I'm going to read the following uh, rumours and the style of Charlie Nicholas. So I was sitting there thinking to myself, when uh, Everton, Leicester, Southampton, Leeds United sent scouts to Tannadice on Saturday, they were sitting there uh, watching Lewis Nelson play against Celtic United. They've also sat there and handed a trial to 19-year-old former Rochdale midfielder Florent Hote. What do you think of that then, Bob, as you're sitting there? Think to yourself. Well, I'm just kind of sitting there thinking to myself, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of big clubs looking at a lot of Scottish defenders. Right. And I just think to myself, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Chris Iyer was sitting there thinking to himself when he found out that Liverpool are looking for him to replace Lovren William. So, um, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, that would be a good move for Ayer. And obviously, if he went for Celtic to Liverpool, he's got to be sitting there thinking to himself, went to a big team, just won mm-hmm. along with the Champions League. So, he'd be sitting there thinking to himself, aye, it's a good move for him. Well, Ryan Kent's got to be sitting there thinking to himself, should I go to Leeds United? Because there's rumours that. Leeds United have put in another bid in the region of £14 million. The player, however, is believed to be keen to sit and stay at Rangers. <laughs> Aye, well, I mean, again, if I'm Ryan Kent and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, it's a big season, I'm content. I believe his other half is in Scotland, so again, you've got to be sitting and to yourself, I'm happy here. Now, listen to this, Arn Hickey's got to be sitting there thinking to yourself, what the fuck? When he was meant to be heading to Bayern Munich, but now it seems a move to Italy could be on the cards as Bologna have offered him a deal. Celtic are also sitting there showing a wee bit of interest in Aaron Hickey as they've dropped interest in New Zealand centre-half Tommy Smith after failing to agree terms. See, if I'm Aaron Hickey, I mean, if I'm Aaron Hickey, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, Bayern Munich to Bologna, I'm like... What's happened there? I'm sitting thinking to myself, I'm going to like the Champions of Europe, but now I'm going to Bologna. So I'd be sitting there thinking to myself, Celtic are interested. I am going to Parkhead. <laughs> Marco Negri, the guest on the show, will be sitting there watching Italian Sky Sports News. Is Empley are looking to secure former Hibs and Celtic midfielder Liam Henderson on a permanent deal? Aye, I mean, I'm constantly sitting there thinking to myself, Liam Henderson's doing a good job in it now, so... If I'm him, I'm thinking to myself, it makes sense to make your move permanent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And Shane Duffy's move to Parkhead has been put on pause as David Turnbull was sitting there when he got the phone call for Celtic again. Uh, and he's joined Celtic in a £3 million deal from Motherwell. Brighton are wanting a £23 million loan fee plus Celtic to pay Duffy's wages in full. So it doesn't look as if Rod Stewart's dream um, is going to be secured anytime soon. What do you think about that, mate? No, I mean... Right. Especially, I mean, was it two weeks ago with Keith Laszlo on the show? And he was talking about David Turnbull. So I've been sitting there thinking to myself, that's a good, good signing for Celtic. The way people talk about him and he's an attack midfielder, he's got a lot of ability. So 
again, man, I was just sitting there thinking to myself, it's a good signing for Celtic, but with Shane Duffy, I don't know, I mean, he's got to be sitting there thinking to himself, I want mm. this move, but I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not sure if it's going to happen. Aye. I mean, Lasley certainly did sit there and uh, he was sitting there and talking about how good the David Turnbull was. He'll be sitting there thinking to himself, by Christ, we've lost a good player in David Turnbull. But uh, anyway, remember, if you've got any rumours and you're sitting there and you want to get in touch with the show, and you're thinking to yourself, how do you get in touch? Well, it's at Football Daft on Twitter, Football Daft Podcast on Instagram. And if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, how do you get them on Facebook? It's Football Daft. God bless you, Charlie. <laughs> God bless you, Charlie boy. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Right, so this week, I don't know, you might have got, but I got, there was a wee WhatsApp story in the, in the, in the rounds in the group chats. It was Morelos had a wee accident in his motor vehicle, crashed yep. in Arfield's car. Mm-hmm. A few yep, Rangers players I- were mental. Yep, uh huh. His um, Lamborghini was uh, used as a fucking weapon against other motors. Um, we've obviously heard the news, and the first thing that we, as football daft, the podcast, think about when we hear when somebody runs into a bit of bother with their vehicle, and they are looking for some some help, they are looking for like for like vehicle replacement. Then Alfredo Morelos should go to G Four Claims. Yes. <laughs> G4 Claims, all right? G4 Claims sponsor the show, and we think they're brilliant. And uh, we really think that uh, Tavernier, who is apparently dealing with all the insurance in the, in the, at Murray Park, um, Tavernier would get one with we, um, Nicole and all the team doing there, absolutely no bother. Um, because if you've been in a road traffic accident and you're not at fault, G4 Claims can make it easy for you. They can provide you with complete accident management support you require. So you can cut out the middle one, you can cut out James Tavernier, you go straight to G4 because they're going to recover the cost from the at-fault party. They're going to sort you a like-for-like vehicle replacement and they'll organise for your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops and return to you back at Murray Park. So should your vehicle be deemed a write-off, they're going to recover the pre-accident value for your car. <laughs> Write you a big fat check for it. And best of all, it won't cost you a penny as, they will, as they'll charge the at-fault insurance direct. G4 claims they don't cold call you, they don't buy data. And once I've processed your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed. So if you've been in a road traffic accident or in our case, we know somebody that has this week, get on to G4 Claims on 01698 767172. That's 01698 767172. Get them at notatfaultclaim.com or find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. G4 Claims, not at fault not claims. Not at fault claims. Made easy. The Legends Lottery on Football Daft. Right, it's time once again to spin the wheel to see what hero Scottish football turns up on our Legends Lottery. Each week, one of the team is tasked with finding a former hero and getting them on the show. Then you, the listener, rate how good they were out of five. Currently at the top on 15.6 is myself. And then in second place, we've got the Invisible Man today, Chris Toll, on 13.9. While Grado, mate, you're bottom, 7.8. But... That changes now as we get my score for last week. After I brought on Rangers women's team striker, Lisa Swanson. Where did I get there, John? Oh, Lisa was getting really good chat. We got a real good insight into what happened at our time at Rangers. And obviously, she's now at Hearts. Um, punters liked a bit of Lisa, 3.7. Well, that's not too bad. Does that take you up to Nubo? That puts me up to 
19 something. 19.3. 19.3. There we go, man. 19.3. So I'm on 19.3. We told on 13.9 Grado. 7.8, mate. I mean, obviously, you've had a few weeks where you couldn't get MD, but I don't. Three days are gone. You dropped McLean on the long ago. How are you following that up with day, mate? Well, you know, obviously, we like to get um, SPL heroes on this show. And uh, we've had we've some great players on in the past, you know. Yeah, we've had uh, Brian Fee. We've had uh, who else? We've had Chris Miller. Chris Miller. Um, I kind of went out Beeman. the. Evo Dean Beeman, that's right. Uh, I kind of thought out the box a wee bit when I got Rob McLean. Obviously, he was a commentator, uh, and he still is a commentator, a great commentator. That was a great interview. That was brilliant. Um, so this week, uh, I've you know I've tried to I, you know what I gave up after a couple of days trying to. Trying to find somebody that used to play the, the, the glorious game up here. However, I have managed to pick somebody to come on. Um, somebody that played a very big part of a very big Scottish tie back in, I think, 1996-1997. Um, he was involved at the very, very start of the game. So, you obviously... In fact, actually, um, all my family crowded run the radio to hear this because um, we knew this was going to happen. Basically, on this show uh, today, on the Legends Lottery, we've we've got none other than my cousin Gary, who was the mascot at the Commandant V Rangers game at Robbie Park in the 90s. Fuck off! What's wrong with that? Your cousin Gary? Yeah, cousin! That? We've had well, well, on this that have won championship medals, play the year awards. Right, but have they ever been a fucking mascot? <laughs> no, we've never had a mascot. Right, we've never had a mascot. What age was Gary when? What age was Gary when he was a mascot? I think he was 85. definitely still. <laughs> well, he was. He was still at the primary school because I do remember that was uh, so random that we all because it wasn't on the telly but it was on the radio and the full family came round to my bit to like listen to it as if they were going for he was going to talk. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> that. <laughs> listen to see if we can hear the mascot. But anyway. Your, your Legends Lottery is your cousin. Well, so I've just kind of, I've said to him, look, we're, I was struggling this week and I've I've offered him the, the chance to come on Legends Lottery. He sent me this voice note. I said, because we're kind of a wee bit kind of, I'm clutching at straws, right? I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be fair enough with that. So I've sent him a message to see if he would actually come on. This is what he said on, on WhatsApp. <laughs> he was a mascot for Kelly for 1997, January 15th. Kelly V. Rangers. Mate, yeah, I've got to admit, guys, I'm something, but I mate, I'll meet, I'll do three minutes or something, talking about Gary Moore if you want. Hold on. Hold on. He's giving us demands saying, I'll do three minutes. What are you doing? He's a fucking nurse, mate. He's, got, he's, he's a key worker. Right, okay. I'll, I'll, I, feel, I, I feel guilty now. I feel guilty now. Uh-huh. But, right, so. Right, okay, wait, so, right where, where's Gary? Right, well, I don't know if he's still at the worker, but I'm going to give him a bell the nurse if he Hold wants on, to jump. You've not even lined him up. You're now just calling you give me, him. You give me peace here, mate. I'm, at least I'm trying here. I'm trying to re- rescue this segment of the show, mate. Well, you know well, I mean? well done, at least, I'm, at least I've got somebody. Right, I don't. Let's see. Mate. Come on, answer. She's all wetting all wetting. Maybe if he had lunch with the players before that, you know what I mean? Well, we didn't meet Gaza. It was like. So. Was he, was he well wrapped up? You know, because it was it must have been cold. <laughs> uh, see what he maybe probably got. Probably met Richard Goff actually. Probably shoot Richard oh, Goff. Man. <clears throat> Hello. 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 H
Ah, oh, fuck it, he's dinging me. Fucked. Sorry, trips. Doesn't look as if I'm going to get Gary. <laughs> so, what do you think? Trips rate that out of five. Uh, Gary, the mascot, who was going to give us three minutes, but ended up giving us zero. Is Grado's Legends Lottery? Yes. Somehow, I feel Crystal's going to stay in second place. I don't even like catch him. I'll be fucking speaking to Uncle Bernard about this. I'm fucking dinging me. So we'll head to that football daft pod on Twitter now and let us know what you think, guys. <sighs> Pasta. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. You can get more content for Fitbit Daft on our brand new Patreon service. Patreon is a way forward. Just in case you don't know what it is, it's a subscription service that you sign up to not only support the podcast, but you also get to hear us talking a lot more shite. So shout out to some of the guys that have joined the last week. We've set up three tiers which you can choose. For tier one, it's cost £5 a month, and that's the League One. On there, you're going to get early access to the episodes, an ad-free version, a Patreon-only chat community, a full video version of the podcast. Don't worry, you'll still be able to get interviews that we do on YouTube, but for the full video version, you'll need to get signed up. And you also get random bonus content. Tier two is £7.50, and that's the championship tier. You're going to get everything for Tier 1 plus some brand new podcasts. Only you can hear us talking about uh, our brand new shows, Rangers Daft and Celtic Daft. This week, me and Bob were talking about the Morelos and Kent transfer speculation as well as looking ahead to the game at Hamilton. Um, you also get teammates. Uh, it's where each guest that we get on, before we um, ask the questions in the big interview, we ask them to talk about their teammates. We've just ripped our soccer again, basically. And up there, you can hear Kevin Harper's and Keith Lasley's. This week, you'll be able to hear Marco Negri's. we we'll also get to see which I think is the best part about the show these days. is a football daft outtake, so you can check out what's happened in the show that's actually cut up because it's been one lot of shape. But actually, when you watch it, it's actually not too bad in it, Bob. Tier 3 is your exclusive Premiership tier, which is only available to 100 members. That's a tenner a month, and you'll get everything we've just mentioned. Plus, you get a free Fitbit Daft t-shirt. You must be signed up for a minimum of four months. You can play Chris or Steven at FIFA, must be on the PS4. And your first chance, you get the first chance, basically, to be a pundit on either Rangers or Celtic Daft. But if you don't support them, you can get first dibs on the Beer 52 Pro Set Playoff game. We're going to be adding more stuff to these tiers as the season progresses. But that's what we have to start on. So if you fancy that, get yourself signed up just now. The Patreon, patreon.com forward slash football daft. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and football daft all the one world. Get involved now as we'd love to welcome you to the squad. Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. As families reconnect, as shops reopen, as you begin to get out and about again, don't forget your mask. Face coverings are now mandatory in shops and supermarkets across Scotland. So make sure you order yours today from rightdose.co.uk. Right Dose is your personalised pharmacy delivered. And we've got face masks fit for all the family, ready for delivery in just one day. They're safe, light and comfortable from just £2 each, or get six for £10 with free delivery. Order now at rightdose.co.uk. Right Dose, your personalised pharmacy delivered. So it's time once again to try and give away three cases of beer this week from Beer 52 as we play the Pro Set Playoff. Very simple game. I have got the deck... From the 91-92 season of the Pro Set cards, 
I'll read the description of a player from the card and you've just got to guess who it is. Now we get our punter on each week to take on one of the boys and this week, welcome to Football Daft, it's Alan McDougall. Hello, how you doing? Welcome mate, welcome mate, I'm good, how are you? Not bad, not bad, where's we greeting face today? <laughs> <laughs> He's off hey. Alan. He's off Alan. Hey. No feeling well, mate. What do you think, mate? What do you think about that? Eh, it's amusing. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Alan, you're currently hid in a corridor at Brayhead Shopping, aren't you? I sure am, I. (laughs) Are you you shopping or do you work there? No, I've just come up with the missus, so she's in the car with a sleeping baby just now, so I've nipped it. Brilliant. Commit, committed listener, on, man. Maybe oh, catches you shouting, Willy Faulkner! was fucking right aching! <laughs> <in, didn't he? laughs> well, listen, it's, listen, it's uh, three crates of beer on offer, basically. Gradle's three? Three crates of beer on oh, offer this week. Gradle has been over. on fire the last two weeks and he's uh, taken on everyone. So, who would you like to play? Because we've not got Chris here today because he's off ill, obviously. So, who would you like to play, Stephen or Gradle? I think I wanted to avoid we told because he's he's a he's a brains I'll take any of them. Take <laughs> right, the okay. Listen, you don't want to grade us on fire, mate, so let's Nah, let's but I, I don't feel it this week, mate. I hope it's bold because I don't feel it this week. Well, just as well, oh. it is Stephen that you're yes. playing this week, oh. Alan. So like I say, the rules are very simple. I will read out the description of the player. First the buzz in gets the answer. But if you do buzz in, you don't get to continue, okay? If we get to the end of the card and you can't, um, you don't know who it is, we'll flip the card over so you can see the picture. Do you understand the rules? What's your buzzer going to be, Alan? Uh, I'll go with cheer up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, what's yours? Pedro Mendes. Right, okay, no problem. First player to come out of the, the pack. Here we go. This player was an eve-of-season signing from the Dutch second division club BVV Den Bosch for a bargain 40,000. He has the ideal physique for a goalkeeper and likes this. to dominate his penalty area. Pedro Mendes! Stephen. Is it It's not. What? He was not first choice at the start of the season, but he's forced himself into the first team at the expense of Alan Main. Dundee United goalkeeper... From the ninety one ninety two season, Alan, you got. Do you want me? I got to, it. Uh, just right, go. It's got to be Steve Dykstra. It's not Steve Dykstra. Guido Van de Camp. Oh, there we go. Fuck. We'll move. I'd on. say Steve Dykstra. No, even though I thought he signed later on, but I would have probably said that as well, mate. Right, this is going to be a, a quick one. I think you boys are both Rangers men, so here's the player place for Rangers. This player made just two league appearances following his 1.5 million move from Dinamo Kiev last season. Uh, Pedro Mendes! Steven. Oleg Kuznetsov. Yeah, that one, go on. Oleg Kuznetsov, ah. 1-0 to you, my friend. Next player from Motherwell. This player is now in his sixth season as a Motherwell player. He progressed into the league of football via Buckhaven Hibs with East Fife, making his debut as a teenager in 1979. He played in England with Stoke City for two seasons until 1982, then signed for Partick Thistle, but did not make an appearance. He played with East Fife until 1986 and has a keen eye for goal. Mm. I'll give you an extra clue. He scored in the Scottish Cup final. Mm. Uh, can't think, man. Warm Motherwell. 
Get nothing. You got nothing. I'll flip the card over. That's the player. Tommy, going where's Dole? No. No. I guess at that. No, Tommy, Coyne. It's a. Give up? Yes. Stevie Kirk, he was meant to be on the show a couple of weeks ago. For fuck's sake. Fuck. There we go. Here we go. Next player. This for the win, Stephen. You've got to try and get Webber Allen. This player signed for Aberdeen in 1989 from Dutch giant PSV Eindhoven for £650,000, a club record fee. He immediately forged a dangerous partnership with Charlie Nicholas. He is quick, nimble, forward with a strong left foot. Missed just one league match last season and was top scorer with 14 holes. He represented Holland in Italia 1990. Dutch striker, plays for Aberdeen, 91-92 season. Oh, man. Betty sitting there going like that. I can this. I'll flip the card so you can see it. That's not going to help, is it? It's not helping. No, man. Come <laughs> on, boys. This is poor. This is poor. Hans Heelhouse. Oh, Hans. Look at Gredo, would you have got that? Of course I would. Fuck me, man. I'm sitting here ready. I'm playing now. All right, here we go. Let's see if we can get it off the board here, Alan. This player joined Motherwell in 1986 from Park Juniors and was top scorer at Fur Park last season with 14 Premier League goals from only 26 starting appearances. A marked improvement on the previous season when he managed just five. His main attributes are his strength and speed off the park. Motherwell striker, 91-92, and it's not Stevie Kirk. Stephen. Is it Tommy Coyne? It's not Tommy Coyne. He was at Celtic in the 91 92 season. Do you want to have a guess at this, Alan? I guess Tommy Johnson, but it's definitely not Tommy Johnson. Do you want it? Fucking hell, man. Here we go. I'm just going to go to the Rangers cards because you guys are going to this. Okay. In fact, I'll go to this one first. Let's see if you can get this one. Alan McCoyst. This player progressed into league football via Newton Grange star with Berwick Rangers, playing two seasons for the Shieldfield Park outfit, appearing 41 times and scoring 14 goals. He then moved into the Football League and played for Swansea City. In season 89-90, he is now enjoying his second season in Falkirk Colours. <laughs> Holy shit, Stephen. Pedro Mendes? Yes. Kevin McAllister? Holy fuck, he was on... Alan, he was on the show last week. First of all. Yeah. Who was John it? Hughes. It is John Hughes. Oh, Holy shit, Stephen. Oh, my God. <laughs> one, one. Let's <laughs> the Rangers player to decide this because you two are useless. Oh, for... <laughs> right, first, first fastest one in here, all right? <laughs> this player is the golden boy of Scottish football, starting his career it's with St. Johnson. Well done, Stephen. <laughs> what, who is it? That's a fucking redneck we've had to do that. Jesus Christ. Well, that's the bother for this. Hey, is Brahe still open? The cleaner just walked by, I think she's trying to get you. Alan, thank you so much for playing. Fortunately, that means you didn't win the beer, but for everybody else, it means it's four crates of beer up for grabs. Quadruple rollover. Yeah, does that mean you need to pay the fucking twenty pound, twenty pound back, postage back? Good for the postage fine. So if you want to play next week and win four crates of beer, do that by tweeting us at football daft. 
Winners need to be over 18 to stay in the UK. And remember, Beer 52 is a monthly subscription service for beer. They source it from all across the world. Some brilliant beers in there that you can get, stuff you've never tried before. So get free beer right now. And, you know, we're going to sort you out with a carryout for the weekend right here. Beer52.com forward slash daft. If you go there now, you just have to pay 4 95 for postage and packaging. We'll send you a crate of beer and you can get sorted for the weekend. So head there right now, beer52.com forward slash daft and get your first case of beers for free. Football dafts. Big question. We all love a sing song of the football. Are you still doing that soprano stuff? <laughs> Let him be, uh, John. Come on. All right, go on then. All of us on song at football, and with new players coming to your team at the start of the season, there's always opportunity to make up new songs. So this week we asked, "What's the best chant you've heard at a match? What's the best chant you've heard that?" John, you must have some whoppers, man. Falkirk. Ah, oh, there's must- a couple of good ones. My, my favourite of all time is Eddie May has a massive cock. <laughs> that is probably my favourite. Hey, hey, I don't think that's going to be beaten already. Hey, Jimmy has a massive cock. What a penis. Have you fucking seen it? Hey, Jimmy's got a massive cock. Right, me? Well, that was a big question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Last chance. That, I'm with Gado. That's not going to get beaten. I know, mate. I know. Why well, just go straight to what the punters have said? <laughs> George says, Oh, I remember this. See bows on, we're taking the piss. That was against Celtic, I can't remember that. I remember, I remember that. that. Rab, Scotland fans, Tiritley fans, we're going to deep fry your pizzas, deep fry your pizzas. <laughs> I can see John right at the front, man, singing that, starting that chant. <laughs> I can see him, we's Falkirk mates. We're going to deep fry your pizzas, deep fry your pizzas. Getting huckled and all that for fucking anti-Italian <laughs> racism. <laughs> 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 he's that massive cock. I, no, phoning his, phoning his family. Like that. He's been pure locked up. Fucking, what'd you get done for? I touched him. He said, "Deep fried their pizzas." Why? <laughs> 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 right, Alan says, "Singing, you're just a shit Jack Sparrow to Ryan Edwards or Patrick." <laughs> That's quite funny. That's good. <laughs> just a shit Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Aiden says, "Most people who have visited Lynx Park will be aware of Hamish and his songbook." Mainly just made up songs about how every player, team and manager in Britain is shite and how he should be on the park. I've been up to Mintro's a few times and this boy is, this boy is class. Like he's, He comes out with some shite. Like. That's fucking That's brilliant. funny, man. Mainly just made up songs about how every player, team and manager in Britain is shite and how he should be on the park. We need to get him on the show. Me. I know, me. He's so brilliant. Right, Mikey Ruddock says he's tall, he's quick, his name's a porno flick, Emmanuel. Oh, I said Johnson Sports singing about Manny Panther. Uh, yes, he's tall, right. he's quick, his name's a porno flick, Emmanuel. Right, call me, he was singing that, said Johnson. So Alan says he's big, he's red, his feet stick out the bed, he's Peter Crouch. Jazzy says it's nae that Rooney your granny is safe from Aberdeen. Uh, <laughs> right. It's nae that Rooney your granny is safe. It's near that, Renee. Your granny is safe. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. That's John, brilliant. John, do you know what you're turning into, man? And I showed you a football casual, mate. Football. <laughs> I know, man. It's, know this is the dark side of John's coming out now, isn't it, man? Lewis says, I just like the fact that it took weeks for Samasi Abu to learn the Hearts fans weren't booing him when he played, but instead were chanting his name, Abu. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, John. I. I 
do. We actually had some late entries come in as well. Um, All right. We've got the old classic posh bites as a slapper. She sags all over town. And when she's pumping Beckham, she thinks of Craigie Brown. That was from... I don't know if that was Motherwell or Aberdeen. He's a rolling off the tongue far too quick, mate. I know, mate. Yeah, Ian, ha- Ian Hamilton put that one on. Uh, I could just imagine you sitting on like the footy mad, or would you call it the Pine Bovril Forum or something like that? Sitting, boy. going through all these. I can picture you doing that, man, your oh, lunch break. Yeah, I love a good football chat. Donkey says, there's only one, Bobby Pitter. He was shy, now he's better. We took him to mass, and now he's pure class, walking in a pit of Wonderland. <laughs> uh, one from the... One from the 90s. I don't know what the tune is from this from the 90s. It's from Kevin says, we can't read, we can't write. It's from the Breakin supporters, by the way. We can't read, we can't write, but that don't really matter. We support Breakin and we can drive a tractor. (laughs) 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 I I don't know what the tune is, but we we can't read, we can't write, but that don't really matter. We support Breakin and we can drive a tractor. Which just doesn't even rhyme, so. That's fucking brilliant. And And he try to get the matter to line with the tractor. Tractor, tractor. We can't, we can't write, but that don't matter. We can ride a tractor. <laughs> I still don't get that. I still don't get the tune for that. No, I don't have it. I don't know what the tune is. But Kevin, get in touch and let us know what we need to sing that to police. That's great. It's a belter, man. Football daft with G Four claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at G Four Claims Limited. Let's welcome to Football Daft a man who made his name in Italian football with spells at Costenza, Bologna and Perugia before arriving in Scottish football in 1997. With 33 goals to his name before Christmas and 23 in his first 10 games at Rangers, the man was a phenomenon. Please welcome to the show none other than Marco Negri. Welcome, Marco. Thank you for hosting me. It's a pleasure. She's no, listen, uh, Marco, we've been very excited about this. Very, very excited. We've been talking about it in the group chat. And it's good to actually see you here, man. It's brilliant. But Marco, how did your, your move to Rangers come about? In fact, actually, tell us a wee bit about your career in Italy before you moved to Rangers. And then tell us okay. how the, the yeah. Rangers deal okay. came. Okay, I made my youth development in Udinese, a Serie A club. Then, uh, you know, I started to go on loan around Italy. And uh, then uh, I'm very proud because uh, I gained uh, the way to play in Serie A and Serie B because I gained uh, on the pitch. I won, uh, you know, the championship on the pitch. So when I was a kid, I had a dream, of course, to score and play in Serie A. And uh, at uh, 25, uh, my first game in Serie A uh, with Perugia, we won, I scored the only goal, the winning goal. So, you know, it's something that really, uh, you know, is, um, is a dream that uh, came true. And then, uh, you know, because uh, you, are, uh, you are always uh, uh, trying to compete to higher level, you know, uh, you want more. You want to compete with the best. And to me, playing the Champions League, was uh, really, really another level. So I had the chance to move abroad. abroad. Uh, we, I knew something about the Rangers uh, because we played uh, with Juventus in Champions League uh, in the tournament. So we watched on TV the games. So 
I knew everything about Ibrox atmosphere, about, uh, you know, the Scottish football. So when I had the chance to sign with some other Italian guys like Amoruso, like Gattuso, like Morini, I had no doubt. And, uh, but uh, I really, really understood uh, how big was the move, how big was Rangers Club and how big was Ibrox and everything when uh, I just arrived uh, in Glasgow, you know, because uh, it was another level. Already in the Glasgow airport, everybody knew me. Everybody was asking me an autograph or something like this. And uh, I hadn't signed it already. So I said, it's a good start, you know. But then, uh, really, when I arrived uh, to Ibrox, uh, I was speaking to Walter Smith uh, and looking around uh, the Ibrox trophy room or the, the pitch. Uh, I had in my mind, I want to play in this place because it looks really, really amazing. And then, uh, you know, everything started in the right way, you know, scoring a lot of goals. I mean, your your record when you came to Rangers, like when you started the first half of the season, it was just, it was phenomenal. I don't think anybody had ever seen anything like that before. Marco was, was there any secret to it? Was it was it the way you did you enjoy Glasgow that much? Did you just settle down right away? Did Walter Smith do anything in training with you? Was it any secret to it? Well, uh, two secrets, I think. One is self-confidence, because I was scoring in Italy a lot of goals. So, you know, Serie A at the time was the best, best league in the world uh, with a lot of uh, golden boots, uh, a lot of uh, Ballon d'Or playing in the Serie A. So the confidence to, uh, to, to be a good player, to, to have the chance to score in a pitch was very, very high. And then uh, the second secret is that playing with Gaza and Laudrup, you know that uh, if you are uh, around the box, uh, something really good can happen, you know, in every minute. So I was lucky to play with guys like Durant, Gaza and Lodrup that was perfect to assist a penalty box player like me. Uh, Marco, it's amazing because you, you were just firing in goals constantly. And I think one of the games that stands out for me is the, the game against Dundee United when you scored five goals. To, to me, that day we were just everybody was just blown away. Talk about um, the memories you've got for that day, banging in five and five of them. Wow, it's a really, really nice story because uh, we played before in against Gothenburg in Sweden for the Champions League, and uh, I had a really, really bad game. So Archie Knox and Walter Smith, you know, was hungry about me and my game. So I was trying for a revenge, for a revenge on the pitch. So after 15, 20 minutes, my game was not so good. So Archie Knox was on the bench just screaming at me, run, fucking Italian, run, run. <laughs> so I was really, really upset. Then, you know, something strange in football can happen in just 10 minutes. I scored a hat-trick in 10 minutes. And uh, then it was my perfect game because I was uh, sure about my ability. I was sure about uh, my way to play around the penalty box. And uh, I had the chance in that game to show 
you know that if uh, I had uh, some good balls around the, bo the box, uh, I could uh, score. So it was really, really my perfect game. You always dream uh, to score a lot of goals, but believe me, five uh, was uh, out of my mind, you know. And it was like uh, playing a seven-a-side game, you know, when uh, you got a ball and you score. So, but uh, still uh, a special game uh, to me, I think, was uh, the perfect game because uh, I was just uh, scoring a header, a nice volley, a lob goal, uh, first touch goal inside the box, outside the box. So, and then was also the perfect game because I think uh, that game uh, let me uh, open the eyes of all the supporters, uh, fans about uh, this new Italian player. Mm -hmm. Did any of the, the Scottish boys in the, in the team at that point, did any of them in particular take you under their wing or anything, Marco, that helped you settle in a bit better and stuff? Well, everybody was absolutely fantastic to me because, uh, you know, there was, at the time, uh, there were uh, a big, big uh, number of uh, Scottish players that won, uh, you know, the famous uh, nine in a row. Mm -hmm. And the secret about uh, uh, that team uh, was uh, the group, you know, the solid, solid group. When you got solid group with... Uh, character uh, different uh, but uh, unity like uh, Ali, like Ian, like Goram, uh, like Gaza, Laudrup and Richard Goff, you know, it's easier for uh, uh, another player to come in, uh, understand uh, the laws of the dress room, uh, understand uh, how things are about in the dress room. So it was very, very easy to me. Uh, of course, uh, Gaza that uh, could speak Italian because you were, you were playing uh, in Lazio, you know. Uh, you know, helped my relationship uh, with him. And uh, inside the pitch, but of course also outside the pitch. And when, uh, you know, you got the attention of some big character like Gaza, you know, make you feel uh, either special. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, what was... Because obviously you joined that Rangers team and you said it was obviously the nine in a row team and they had, you know, a, a, a big reputation for having a good social life um, and days off. Was that ever introduced to you? How was, how was your social life playing for Rangers? How did that, how was your, your typical week with the Rangers? Well, I remember my first week because we used to training just in the morning, you know. So after the training, uh, the guys like uh, Harley, Andy, Ian, uh, Gaza told me, hey, come on, Marco, join with us for a lunch. So I was thinking, uh, okay, you know, for, uh, to introduce myself, maybe it's a good way. So we were at lunch in the city center and we started with big beers, you know, big, big pints <laughs> everywhere, no? So we started just uh, to start drinking, drinking, drinking. And it uh, was a little bit too much to me. So I asked to Gaza, hey Gaza, can we also hit something so we, we can uh, fool the stomach and maybe it's better to me? And Gaza was just laughing at me. No, no, Marco, don't eat anything. If you eat, you vomit at the end. So, <laughs> I told her to myself, uh, maybe it's too much to me, you know. <laughs> we can introduce myself uh, a little bit slowly, you know, to this guy. But it was just uh, 
part of this uh, uh, magnificent and great, great group of players and lads. Remember that uh, you can't win nine in a row or trophy if you haven't got good characters in a team and good, good group. Uh, you can win maybe one trophy, but you don't win a nine in a row, you know. So it's a, uh, that kind of team was really, really special. It was uh, when we were at the, the Legends game back in Ibrox, so I mean, I go Archie Knox, talk about the Scottish boys and stuff. He told us a story and he said, when you signed, uh, he had a word with you and told you to start maybe trying to close down the fullbacks. Yeah. And then you says to him, Archie, have you, you watched me play football? And Archie said, yes, I watched you. And you said, well, you know I don't do that. Yeah. Is, is that right? I'll go and get Walter. So what was did, what was it like being on the receiving end of stuff from Walter? Was it quite tough? No, you know, um, uh, this is absolutely the truth. The truth, because uh, after this game, uh, this Gothenburg game against Champions League, it happened uh, this kind of thing, because Archie Knox was mad, mad to me, really mad, uh, because, uh, you know, in Italy, you got, you got assistant coach, you know, but uh, yeah. they are, uh, you know, polite. Uh, you, you try, they try to explain uh, to you the tactics and everything. Archie Knox was just screaming, speaking around, <laughs> farting, you know, was something, <laughs> was something special. But, but, but uh, he was uh, um, a football man, football-wise, uh, really clever man. So I had just uh, to tell him the truth, you know, because I was a penalty box uh, player yeah. in Italy, you know, if you buy a player, it's fine that you adapt the player to the way, to the new league, but you can't change completely a player. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I told him, yeah. okay, I, I can try to do some uh, uh, more run on the back to help the midfielders, but if you want another another player or another way to play, just play with another player. And that was in the middle of the park against in the game against uh, Dundee United because after 20 minutes, he was screaming, fuck Italian, run, run, you need to run. <laughs> so I was back to him, just telling him, hey, you can sub me, you know, put another player, you know. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, yeah, but then, you know, in football, in football, at the end, uh, something magic can happen. I scored uh, three goals in 15 minutes, uh, and uh, half time, uh, Archie Knox was around me. Well done, Marco. Well done, Marco. <laughs> you are my first player, but it's part of the game, you know. <laughs> Superb, man. That's brilliant. What, what did, um, when you came to Rangers, what were you told about the old firm game? Ah, uh, well... Uh, uh, everybody can uh, can talk to you and uh, tell you something about uh, the old film, uh, but uh, you must try to understand uh, the special feeling of the of the old film. I remember uh, really the old film that was special because uh, at the time uh, before the game was a really really nice uh, atmosphere in the dressing room. You know, Ali was telling something nice. Uh, that I couldn't understand, or uh, everybody was laughing, but uh, I couldn't understand. Uh, Ian Durant was around the dressing room just uh, doing some funny things. But before the old firm, 
I understood that it was a special game because there was a different atmosphere. Everybody was quiet. Everybody was really, really focused 100% on the game because you know that it's not a game, but it's the game. It's a game that you play not for the club, not for the three points. You play for the people, you know. You play for a million, millions of fans. And that game means... Uh, not just uh, a football-wise, uh, but uh, means something more for a lot, a lot of people. So you understand that uh, 90 minutes can change and can affect your career <laughs> in a positive way, but also in a negative way. So you you don't want a mess, you know, in that uh, 90 minutes. So, Marco, we obviously need to touch on your injury. Now, obviously, there's been... Rumours circulating for years. There's always myths and you hear wee stories about what actually happened. But, Marco, what did actually happen with your injury? Well, it happened uh, the most bizarre injury in uh, Scottish football, you know, because uh, I heard uh, some funny story. I heard uh, other uh, not-so-funny story. But the truth is that it was a day off because Wednesday usually was a day off uh, for a Rangers club. But in Italy, we used to training every day. And uh, in the middle of the week, uh, we training uh, twice, in the morning and the afternoon. So I decided to training also during the day off. And I was just training alone in a park. Uh, I was doing some gym, uh, but it was boring. So I decided to go to playing uh, squash at the Living Well. Uh, in the city center of Glasgow with uh, Sergio Porini because uh, really I was thinking that squash was uh, the perfect uh, training for a striker, you know, was like uh, a penalty box area, a lot of reflex, a lot of uh, short run. uh, And I love playing tennis. So I I said, okay, we can go there so we can have uh, some fun and have uh, some fit. And luckily I chose the wrong guy because the ability with the hands of Porini as, uh, are worse than on the feet. So you can understand that uh, he's really, <laughs> he was really, really bad. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bizarre injury, but uh, it's something that uh, now, after more than 20 years, uh, I can speak with uh, a smile on my face. But believe me, it was really, really tough thinking that uh, I was scoring... 30 goals. I was on the top of the league with the Rangers. We were winning the 10 in a row. I was winning the Golden Boots. Some national team cup was coming. So, and you go to play with squash, and you know, the ball hit me straight in my high, and my retina was just flattering, and I couldn't see very well. The funny story is that uh, after my injury, we were looking for a hospital, you know. So we took a taxi and I told the guy, okay, uh, first hospital, closest hospital to the, to the living well. So uh, the taxi stopped it. I was entering to, to this hospital, but it was a maternity, you know. 
was uh, when the woman gave the birth uh, the Rotterdam uh, <laughs> hospital. So the lady on the old uh, told me, hey, we can help you, you know, we can help you because I was there with the eyes on my eye and uh, she couldn't understand and uh, she told me, hey, this is the wrong, the wrong place for you. So then uh, we reached uh, another, uh, another hospital, but uh, the bad news was that uh, my retina was affected. Uh, I had uh, uh, blood uh, in my ears, uh, so the problem was very, very big. And then, uh, you know, problem started because I was uh, two months and a half uh, without uh, the chance uh, to training because the pressure on my eyes was very, very high. I couldn't fly home because uh, the pressure of the cabin of the plane uh, was dangerous was a tough time, you know, at the time. And then, uh, if you are a footballer, you are expecting an injury like a ACL, like a, I don't know, the back, the shoulder. But believe me, you know, a, a ball in a high in a, your first squash game. Uh, oh, it's your first? Yeah, yeah. Your first squash game? First and last night? Yeah, was a both. <laughs> was the first and the last. <laughs> I played two games. <laughs> no, the, the bad was uh, that, uh, you know, in the glass uh, of the coat uh, should, uh, should have been uh, a paper that uh, you have to wear uh, glasses uh, to protect your eyes, you know, was the first thing. But, you know, it's tough uh, to think about it, but uh, that's life, you know. Some positive life can happen uh, during uh, your time and some really bad, but you have uh, to handle both. Do you, when you look back on it, Marco, do you think if that injury didn't happen, you would have been on to win 10 in a row? Yeah. Yeah, of course. And if... That if, fucking squash ball. It, it, <laughs> it is my biggest, biggest regret, really. Because uh, I, I know, I knew how important was the 10 in a row, you know. I remember every game I was playing, you know, uh, Thousands and thousands of fans uh, singing Ten in a row, one more to go, Ten in a row. It was really, really something that uh, you can feel it, you know, when uh, I was playing. It was so important. And I think, you know, because we were uh, on the top of the league, uh, I was scoring all, almost every game, uh, you know. So we were starting the game 1-0 <laughs> every week, you know. And... Uh, we had a great, great site with Gaza and Laudrup uh, all the, the whole team. And uh, I really think uh, my injury, the departure of Gaza to Middlesbrough in March, uh, and uh, Walter Smith uh, telling the, the paper that uh, he was leaving at the end of the season was something that uh, ruined maybe that season. You know, the atmosphere... Uh, was not uh, right. I don't know how to, to explain because I really think uh, we lost uh, that title, uh, but uh, I can feel it we were uh, the strongest side. You understand what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's, it's a hard feeling, you know, to, to think about it right now. You know, it's interesting because Walter Smith was on Rangers TV last week and he was talking about how he got sacked in the October of that year, which was something that I don't think, well, I certainly didn't know about it. 
Did you know, Stephen, as well, that that, that was a deal? Apparently he said it before, but he was told in the October. He said it on Rangers TV last week. He said in, in the October he was told, look, we're going to be looking for another manager know, at the end I of know, the season. No, that was the first time I'd seen that as well. I didn't know that either. Aye, aye. So you're right, Marco. There was, there, there was like, obviously, you're, you're, you must have had a hard time dealing with it. With the squash injury, but I think there was there was more than just the one reason. That wasn't just the sole reason. I definitely don't think. No, um, I think it was, it was a domino effect. It was like yeah, yeah. you're injury, Marco, and then mm-hmm. like you're saying, Gaza going to Middlesbrough in March, yeah. Walter yeah. Smith saying it was like the whole dynamic of the team just yeah. flipped on the side, but, like but, came but, upside down. Yeah, them. absolutely. But think about it: uh, that uh, we lost uh, the Liga. I think about one point. Uh, or two yeah. points that season. Yeah. I don't think so. We were very, very close. And I think the main reason, to be fair, was Gaza, the Gaza departure. Because Gaza was uh, the sparkle, you understand? It was mm-hmm. something that uh, could win uh, the game alone. And we needed uh, at the end of the season, of that season, something that could just go on the pitch and... Uh, be a genius like he was and just winning the game, you know. And it was the main reason, I think, was Gaza. But uh, like you said, and I agree, was a domino effect, you know. A lot of, uh, uh, not bad decision, decision but uh, bad, bad uh, timing. Bad timing. It was a bad mm-hmm. timing. That's it. But uh, uh, it's... Still, my the biggest regrets of my career, really, not winning at any level. Yeah. What about uh, the change in management? Obviously, with Walter Smith going and then Dick Advocate coming in, did you have any any conversations with Dick Advocate? How did you find him? Well, it was tough. You know, it was really, really tough. Uh, like I said before, uh, Walter Smith uh, to me was uh, the best manager, man to man management. Uh, uh, Dick Advocate was really, really good on the picture because he was explaining uh, football-wise uh, a good way to build uh, a game. And uh, he was tough. But uh, after my injury, I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, and uh, so, you know, the, the relationship with the new coach was not growing uh, in the right way. But... Uh, I made a lot of mistakes at the time, so I take the blame about, you know, don't come back in the right way to the team. Mm. I, I think, um, so, like, you're saying, you're saying that you made a lot of bad decisions. When did you actually, did it take you a good couple of years to realise, was it after Rangers you, 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 you realised you made these mistakes? Yes, because... Or did uh, you know you were then at the time and you just, you know, you couldn't control yourself? No, no, exactly. I was a very instinctive player on the pitch and also outside the pitch. I was very young. In some way, I was arrogant because a striker must be arrogant, you know, self-confident always. So at the time, I was thinking just about myself and my reasons. And sometimes you have to listen also to the other and understand when you are wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we are humans. Everybody's made mistakes. Uh, I paid a lot of that mistakes because, like I said before, Rangers was the top of my career. And I just burned uh, the chance uh, to play a lot of uh, uh, season with uh, the Rangers top. Uh, so I paid 
I paid on my scheme, uh, my mistakes. Uh, and uh, but you know, then uh, you you grow up, uh, you got some uh, gray beard and gray hair. <laughs> you understand, uh, you know that. Uh, you know, in life, uh, sometimes it's better listen the other and uh, put uh, put a little bit in the, in aside uh, your your reason. But uh, mm-hmm. it's too late now. But uh, it's good to admit when uh, you make mistake. Mm-hmm. Who, was it your decision to leave then, Marco? Or was it was it the club's decision? No, well, no. But uh, you know, when um, I was. Uh, in the in the right place uh, in the best club uh, I could dream in, and you must accept that during your career uh, can be some high and some low, and you must accept the low. You know, you you must be patient and wait for your time again. At the time, I wasn't patient. You know, I was. Uh, just wanted to play, just wanted uh, to have the reason in some, in some point. And, uh, you know, when you put, uh, uh, you know, when you think that life is black or white, you know, you put uh, also the other one in a better situation, you know. And uh, I, at the time, uh, my life was uh, white or black, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, so... I decided uh, to move, uh, then uh, I had uh, some other injury and uh, I had some other problems. Uh, then uh, when I wanted to uh, really come back to Rangers uh, and uh, show to myself that I was wrong and show also the people that I had made uh, the mistake, I couldn't because I wasn't fit anymore, uh, you know, because a lot of uh, really strange and uh, really tough injury uh, heated me and so you know it's, it was just about timing you know and uh, that's another big regret of my career I so Marco hey don't cry don't cry please <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying well do you know what because I, I, I'm, I'm sitting there and you, you do make me quite emotional because I day I day see somebody that realizes they made a mistake and obviously it must play in your mind now, even you have these even though you have these amazing memories about for playing for Rangers. But I'm sitting here, I'm looking at you and I'm going, I bet you can make a fucking great pasta. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, I'm telling I'm telling you these uh, funny things. So uh, before a game in Italy you used to to eat uh, some pasta. And then uh, some cake uh, or some uh, prosciutto or some ha- uh, hammer like, like this. But I couldn't find that, especially outside the Ibrox, uh, cooking pasta. So mm. I tell her, uh, uh, um, on my plate was coming some pasta that I couldn't eat really. So I was in the kitchen away just telling the people, but why you can't cook a uh, right pasta? And because you must let boil the water, and when the water is boiling, you put the pasta inside for 10 minutes. It's very easy. Some salt, and that's fine. No, I've always heard that it should be like seawater. The, 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 the water should be very salty, like seawater. Yeah, no, you, you let boil the water. When, uh, then you put uh, a little bit of salt, you know, right. like pizza, you know. Ah, you know the store. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you put the pasta. It's very simple. But, but when I was in the kitchen, the guy was cooking 
show me that he put the pasta in the cold water and just uh, let everything just uh, and I say no come on no you are crab do this to Italian guy no please no <laughs> That's a funny thing. No, I'm saying no wonder you were you were you were crab at sometimes. See what <laughs> also I want to ask you as well, right? You said before you came on the show you're a big wrestling fan. I really want to know who Marco Negri's favourite wrestler is. Wow, at the time I remember another funny story because uh, I was speaking about wrestling in the dressing room, you know, and uh, the um, the son of uh, the boy of Laudrup was also interesting, you know, in the, in the wrestling and everything. The day before, Brian Laudrum came to me and uh, he, t- he gave me a VHS, a video, you know. Mm-hmm. This is uh, from my son. It was some action of uh, wrestling, you know. Some wrestling? wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, well, the difference was that it was a boy and a player, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Uh, I used to love uh, Eddie Guerrero, Brian Michaels, Kurt Angle, The Undertaker. It was really, really, really amazing, you know. Was, uh, Grado, Grado and producer John do another podcast called uh, Wrestling Daft. They'll get you on that as well, Marco. <laughs> okay, no problem. <laughs> I, I, I can come with a mask. <laughs> hey, you, there's one thing you don't need is a mask, Marco. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you need to watch some of my matches, Marco. I'll send you, I'll give you a link. Right? Okay. okay. Watch me versus Drew McIntyre, you'll be blown away, big, and I'm telling you. <laughs> so Marco, do you keep in touch with any former teammates from Ibrox? Absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, now, you know, with coronavirus, it's very tough uh, because uh, I've not been uh, to Scotland recently. But, uh, you know, I'm always happy when there is a charity evening, uh, event uh, or, a chi- or a charity legend match uh, or some NASA or some convention. You can meet the supporters, fans, uh, but also, you know, all the teammates like Michael Moles, uh, Richard Goff, uh, uh, Marvin Andrews, Nacho Novo, uh, Arthur Newman, George Alberts, uh, you know, really, really nice guy. because. Uh, what is missing to me from football is uh, the dressing room, you know, mm-hmm. funny yeah. story, yeah. Uh, the, the guy that uh, you, you put uh, in the middle with some funny story. That's uh, yeah. the most important thing, you know, because uh, the action on the pitch uh, is gone, you know, yeah. but uh, the characters of everybody is still there. So it's like uh, to see each other, we see each other yeah. uh, maybe once a year, but it's like uh, we're still together. And the Rangers fans uh, used to say, you know, once a Rangers, always a Rangers, but it's not just some words. It's, it's the way, you know, the Rangers fans uh, live uh, Leave the club, uh, are leaving the club, are leaving uh, everything, you know, about yeah. uh, about Rangers. Definitely. What do you think of the team at the moment, Marco? What do you think of your chances this season? Very, very big. Uh, very, very big. I'm really, really confident. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, now we got a, a board uh, that uh, knows uh, that uh, you can build in football uh, step by step. Uh, we got... Uh, 
a really, really great uh, gaffer. Uh, you know, Steve Gerrard, I think, is the right man in the right place. Uh, he's a winner. And you are a winner when you win something, you know, and you won everything. And just if you are a winner, you can pass to players and to the, also to the supporters the winning way to think football, you know. He's really, really good with the press. He's really, really good to send a message to players through the press. And it's not so easy. It's very important right now in football. It is not so easy. Uh, of course, is uh, uh, building his uh, his uh, manager uh, career because maybe he's doing some uh, little uh, mistakes, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. the right things uh, is uh, that he is improving from mistakes, uh, and that is really really important. The difference uh, between uh, the last season and this season, I think, are numbers. Mm -hmm. I think uh, if I'm not wrong. Uh, we got a zero goal consider. Yeah, so, he pulled a record from like 1912 or something like that, 15. And that makes the difference because you can build a team, you know, from the attacking way or you can build in the other way, you know, just being solid and don't concede goal, then something can happen, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I truly think if you want to win something, you must be solid on the back. Then uh, the individual, uh, the player can win in the game up front, but you must be solid uh, on, the, on the back. And uh, we, look, we look so far uh, in this way. Then up front, we got a lot of uh, really exciting players, you know, that can play in the space between the defender and the midfielder, like Haji, like Kent, like, uh, you know, uh, Haribo, and, uh, you know, something can happen also, especially at Ibrox. I truly think and hope that fans can be back to the stadium because, you know, supporters at Ibrox are... Uh, is the 12th man, so also the team needs the fast back. But I'm really, really confident. Then uh, I think a lot of Rangers supporters are happy today about the results. Of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, well, it's, funny, it's funny you say that, Marco, because usually there's another host in the show, but he's a Celtic fan and he suddenly came down with an illness and couldn't make it today. No, so. but, uh, Apart, uh, apart of, uh, you know, the result uh, is about money, you know, because yeah. going the Champions League means uh, millions. Millions, yeah. uh, very simple in football, it's very simple. Millions can buy good players, good players uh, are going to let you win uh, the games. Uh, so, you know, I know the Rangers' way to think about football is just be focused 100% in our team, but... Yeah. Uh, I think uh, we can take a disadvantage too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Marco, can I ask you one, one question? Right? At the moment, you're talking about your playing days when you said you made mistakes and stuff. At the moment, we've got a, we've got a striker, Alfredo Morelos. Right? He's obviously upsetting a few folk, not training properly. Recently, it was being reported. What would your advice be to him? <laughs> I don't think I'm the right person <laughs> to advise you, know, but, no, but uh, you, you always must think that uh, 
uh, beside a player, there is also a person, you know, a human person. He's very young. Uh, he is thinking, uh, he's playing uh, with the heart because he always played, uh, you know, with 100% of effort. Uh, you must always see the big picture, you know, not the end uh, of this picture, but the big picture. So it's being always effective. He scored a lot of goals. Uh, and uh, it's not easy when you see every day newspaper that uh, you are going to be sell uh, uh, to training in the right way. Uh, because think about you, you know, uh, football is a special uh, job, but in every job, uh, you know, if you are not sure that uh, your, uh, uh, your career is in, uh, in uh, a proper direction, you, you know you are focused 100%. But mm -hmm. uh, I think, uh, you know, like everybody is saying, uh, the badge on the top in front is bigger of any name on the back. Uh, yes. And uh, I think uh, that uh, if uh, Morello can stay, I don't know, maybe until January, I don't know, it will be a big, big boots. But uh, also in Italy, you say that uh, is it's better to leave each other than uh, ever met each other in life. You know? yeah. so if, right. something, if something is going to end, uh, you know, it's good that everybody's got something back. Uh, you know? And maybe, you don't know, it's very young, Morello. He can come back, you know, when, uh, maybe yeah. in a few years. As well, do you know what, Marco? This has been one of my favourite interviews. If, if only I could tell 12 year old me that I'd be talking to Marco Negri about Eddie Guerrero, man. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, honest, honestly, I'd never believe it. But before you go, each. You have, you have, uh, you have to see me in action with my boy. <laughs> really? Hey, Marco, don't try this at home. Oh, no. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Brilliant. Honestly, it's been an absolute great interview. Probably the highlight of doing this podcast so far. What do you think, Bob? It's been, like Gredo says, like, if I could look back and see I'd been interviewing Marco Negri when I'm older, man. It's brilliant, <laughs> mate. Honestly, thanks for giving up your time. Aye. Really appreciate it. But before, before you go, every week um, we, we do this podcast, Marco, and uh, we put our guests' football knowledge to the test with a 90-second quiz. Would you butt for doing that? Yeah. Right, so I'm going to tell you what some of the scores recently. Mark Wilson and Keith Lasley, they're joined at the top leaderboard with 14. Kenny Duker and Kevin Harper just behind in 13. Barry Ferguson um, is third on 12. And other scores are Ian Murray's on 7, Jim Leishman on 5, Big Mac Sue, Pat Line is on 3. And holding everybody up at the bottom of the table is Falkert's David McCracken. He only got one question right. So 90 seconds, Marco, and you can't pass. You must give an answer. Are you ready for this? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, just, I've just looked at the second question, man. I'm peeing myself. So, Bob, I'm thinking maybe you're better off asking. You, you're probably better off asking the quiz because I'm going to work right. with that second question. Right. So, 90 seconds on the clock, John. Yep. You ready, Marco? Yeah. Right. Must be. <laughs> what English club has Lyndon Dykes joined? English club. Chelsea. Who won the Highland League last year? <laughs> I don't know. John, that's brutal. Man. Right. What club did you go out on loan from Udinese to? Uh, Novara. 
What teams played in the Champions League final? Uh, Paris Saint-Germain versus Bayern Mon Monaco. Yeah. Who is the new Barcelona manager? Koeman. Mark Kerr manages which Scottish club? Who did you score five goals against Ibrox? Dundee United. Which Italian international played for Dundee in 2003? Uh, Marchi and Biglio? No, Ravanelli, Ravanelli, Ravanelli. What is the name of Harps Stadium? Uh, Middleton, Middleton, no. <laughs> what English team has Thiago Silva just signed for? I don't know. Which Scottish Premiership club has an eagle on its badge? Time! Oh, you, you can still answer that, Marco, if you want. Still add Marco asked very bad, uh, very bad. Uh, sorry. Uh, no, honestly, worry about it. I must read uh, some newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I go to buy some uh, newspaper. <laughs> oh, right, we've got to say. You've done better than quite a lot of folk do. Uh, you have, Marco, you have. Um, go, we'll go through the wrong answers. Um, the English club that London Dykes signed for is QPR. Obviously, you know him from, from his time at Livingston, Marco. Okay. Um, uh, Brora Rangers won the Highland League this year. Can you believe you never I, got that, Marco? I can't believe you that. I, <laughs> I didn't even know that, Marco. Uh, Mark Kerr is the manager of Air United in Scotland. Uh, Hart Stadium's called Tyne Castle, though I did like the uh, middle town. Ah, Tyne Castle, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Castle, yeah. I've been there, I've been there. Yeah, you've been there, <laughs> there. Uh, The English team Thiago Silva has just signed for is Chelsea. Chelsea. And the Scottish club with an eagle on its badge is Inverness Caledonian. This okay. But it was, you're not bottom of the league by a long shot. You beat several people on the leaderboard. You've got five, Marco. Five, okay. That's well my played, number. <laughs> well played, I, just, well I just had you a delivery five, there. Did he get five? <laughs> <Just> five. <laughs> the delivery driver came and he's like, I need to take a picture of the package. I was like, hurry up, mate. I've got fucking Marco Negri on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Really, really appreciate it. Oh, Super. my Really, my pleasure. All the best for the rest of the season and uh, a big, big ciao to all the Rangers supporters. Really. Thank you very much, Marco. Ciao. 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 Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. Another show done. We had told for what? Two minutes. Good what a great two minutes, but what a two I minutes, huh? That was top I just, entertainment. I just hope he's all right. I hope he gets through this horrible time, man. And just, oh, hope he's back next week. <laughs> <laughs> what about Negri? What about Negri? Oh, mate. Marco yeah. Negri was something else. What a guy, man. Cool. Very cool. a handsome man, eh? Handsome. Oh, aye. He was. Never mind. Handsome man. Knows how to make a pasta. Aye. They wanted, I've seen the one who was getting fucking grabbed with all that pasta came on, do you know what I mean? But he was superb, one, definitely one of my favourite interviews yet, oh, Marco Negri, but, Marco Negri, but do you know what, I did feel dead sorry for him when he was talking about 
how he's made mistakes. But again, it was good to hear him talk about getting a wee bit of advice to Morelos and stuff like that. I've no doubt that I'll probably end up in the paper. What Jack the headline will be? What fucking... Uh, what is it? He'll say something like... Aye. Moody Blue advises the Buffalo. Aye, it will be <laughs> that. Or fucking... Aye, Moody Blue tells Morelos to squash the bad behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another part of the show, but I mean, we had Negri, but what about your Legends Lottery, man? Aye, man, it's fucking bright with it. We've managed to get Cousin Gary on the show by a voice. I actually think, to be honest with you, because we've never had a mascot before, I think we should keep Gary for the main part of the show one week. Because <laughs> we've never had a mascot, man, so unfortunately, we couldn't get my cousin Gary, but he is, he's working on the key, key line or whatever you call it, so maybe. I think the day, when the day comes where we need to have your cousin Gary is the main part of the show is when this podcast will be no more. <laughs> anyway, I've really enjoyed myself, Troops. I think it's now Over time. Up. It's now that time. How are we going to play it this week, Johnny? Any you ideas? Mean, you're ready to have your guitar this week, but you forgot it. Oh, it's out the boot. Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's the legend of next week? Cole, isn't it? Toe is on the Legends Lottery right. next week. And while Grado's away getting his guitar, remember, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can get us on the social medias at Football Daft, Football Daft Podcast on Instagram, and search for Football Daft on Facebook. And remember, sign up to Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Football Daft. You'll get Rangers Daft with Steven, uh, talking about all things Rangers, and you'll get Celtic Daft, though we haven't got it this week because Chris has been off. So... You've no got one after that European exit. We've not got Celtic Dad after that European exit, unfortunately, because Chris is ill. And Grado is back with his guitar to play us out. Grado, play us out. I have been Stephen Purden. John. I've been producer John. Eddie me has a big cock. <laughs> Eddie me has a big cock. Eddie me, what's the fuck was it going again, John? Boy? Eddie me, has a massive cock. Eddie me, Eddie me, Eddie me has a massive cock. Eddie me, Eddie me, Eddie me has a massive cock. Audio Frontier. <laughs>